It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, and it is uh, time now to get ready for the openers on uh, Thursday and Friday for the high school football season. And that means we have to do picks and a preseason top 10, and so that just means I'm going to sit over here and pout all show. Yeah, all the things that stress you out, Dennis, but (laughs) football is back. Next time you're listening to us, we'll be talking about actual games and results and not speculating and not seeing, well, if this, if that, we are going to have definitives, and it is going to be a lot of fun. And, well, for week one, we had to bring a pretty special guest on to kick us off with the picks. Oh, absolutely. Ron Glodich will be here. Very excited about this. Anytime I get to be in the same room with a legend, it's a huge upgrade for being in the same room with you. Absolutely <laughs> it is. And just a reminder this year, we are letting the fans join the Pick'em. Uh, you go on our Twitter or Facebook. We have a form each week. We'll have our 10 games. You pick and the overall vote will be added. So it'll be Dennis, it'll be myself, it'll be our guests, and then the fans will have their record too, and we'll go oh, by whoever gets the I don't know the if most I like this because uh, the fans will figure out some way to cheat and put it in after the fact. Oh, no, I have it right here. Okay. So, so there are going to be four gunning for the guest title because, remember, the guests are the champions. Defending champs, yes. But, no, we have a lot to talk about, the BWAC-MAC showdown, um, the unfortunate news of Algonac, but we'll take care of that right away. Dennis, anything else in the intro? That's it. Let's get to it. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMorrin Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Brady, the bad news uh, going into week one is that Algonac had to pull the plug uh, on their season. There won't be a varsity football team there this year for the first time in a long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I feel bad mainly for the kids there who did want to play football because they they don't have another option now. Yeah, it's – and that's a city that – and a community that loves its sports and its high school and they, and they uh, support their muskrats really well. And it's just – it's hard to see because we said it on the preview that – it's, it's one thing to come back from being a, just a down program. It's a whole nother beast to come back from having that stigma and that kind of scarlet letter of having to cancel a season because then there's it's even harder to get the buy-in from the kids, especially, and let's be honest, when you're sandwiched between two big football schools in, in Marine City and Anchor Bay and kids coming up that want to play football see that and maybe they make a decision. Yeah, uh, and the other tough part about it is now every other team in the BWAC has an open date on their schedule, and at this point of the year, Brady, doubtful that everybody will find a game. Yeah, the only one that I saw that I think is a slam dunk that makes sense, I believe in week five, Ovid Elsie is also available in North Branch. That was the week they were supposed to play Algonac, um, depending on what Coach Furman wants to do. Maybe they'll, that they're not that far away from each other. It, that kind of makes sense. Like, would you be shocked if that's closer than their other non-conference games? Yeah, it is actually. Um, it's a lot closer than having to go to Algonac. And like, I, w- I as soon as I heard the news, I went on the Games Wanted page on the MHSAA site and was just looking to see Menominee was a school <laughs> that needed it. And I was, they jokingly s- sent it to Coach Legro and said, hey, why don't you go there? And I w- would you be shocked if they took a trip up there? I, I mean, I know well, coaches. You the bridge for that one, don't you? Yeah. yeah. I know um, there are coaches that are even looking into potentially Ohio, uh, maybe a t- school from Toledo. Um, and it's going to be different. Like, look at Richmond, for example. Their opening games are St. Clair and Crosslex. Doesn't kill you to have a bye week, week three. And it depends on the team. Um, if you're a team that might be borderline in the playoffs, maybe you just take the win, take the bye week, and move on. If you're a team that's trying to grow something, even MLA City, depending on where they're at, maybe they just want to keep playing. They want another game, and they add someone. Um, I know Chandler Park dropped their season, so whoever was on their schedule might be available. And I think Hamtramck had four open dates, possibly. So maybe you'll see some, but at most, I bet you you see one or two of the seven teams pick one up. And especially in the middle part of the season when everyone has their conference game scheduled. It's so hard to find a week three, four, five. Uh, Mike Gallagher talked about it. Marlette is probably going to pick up Waterford, Our Lady of the Lakes, who was Algonax week now. Yeah, so the, the, those two teams will just pick up the game that uh, they were supposed to play that they're not going to play now. Yeah. So they'll play each other. 
works out for them. All right, let's talk about games that will be uh, getting uh, played, and we'll start with this one it's on Thursday night at Memorial Stadium. The Port Huron Northern Huskies will open the season uh, at home against Lakeshore. These are, in eh, the last 10 or 15 years, these two teams have kind of become regular foes. Uh, they, they've played a lot. I think this is like the 12th meeting between them now, and season opening is not new for them either. They they had a four-year run there a few years back where that's what they did. They played each other to open the season. They've played each other every year since 2014, excluding 2020 when their game was canceled due to COVID. Um, so even then they were on the schedule. So yeah, besides Port Huron, this is the longest running rivalry consecutively that they have. Um, Northern is a team where you know you're going to need do we want to see Dylan Blank take that next step? You know what the defense is going to be. You know the pace at which they play when they slow it down is if they win a game 28-10, to 10, it's kind of like some other teams winning a game 42-17 to 17 just because of they don't get as many possessions and they'll slow it down. Although talking to some of the northern coaches and some other people, Lakeshore went through a coaching change and supposedly they got a few kids to come out to – the team that weren't coming out, some of the basketball players, this game might be closer than you think. And if if they come away with, a, say, a four-point win, I don't think it might necessarily be an indictment on Northern because you look at the records. One was 8-3 and three a year ago. Lakeshore is 2-7. and seven. I think Lakeshore might be a little better from what I've been hearing. They might have some athletes, and especially at the receiver position, you know how young the, the Huskies are going to be. Lakeshore might put a scare into Northern. Well, th- this game was 7 to nothing last year. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean, it, it can't get much closer than that. You can't put much more of a scare. But while it was 7 to nothing too, that being said, Northern's defense really dominated Lakeshore last year. They didn't get much. I think they had negative yards rushing in that game. Matt Shook did that game for us, didn't he? And he basically said it was 7-0, but Lakeshore never really, unless they had a broken play, they never really had a chance to score. Yeah, uh, Northern was dominant. Fletcher was dominant in that game. Uh, And so that's something that Lakeshore is going to have to deal with on Thursday night. Um, I do think that the Huskies will be solid defensively again this year. Secondary might be a little bit of a question because of the inexperience, but everybody's secondary is pretty much in question except for the the 2019 Big Reds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't be alarmed – if Northern doesn't win this game 28 to nothing like you expect them to. I just have a feeling in the way Northern plays, when a team's better than them, they can hang in it because they play so slow and they kill the clock and they want to limit the possessions. But on the flip side of that, when you're better than a team, you usually the more possessions, the more it shows. So you play less possessions and you play closer games than maybe you think you should given on what on paper the talent of the teams are. Well, I just think, and we've said this, we said it last year, we said it the year before, Northern wins, they just don't blow anybody out. Yeah, and their big it's blowouts not their, last it's, year. It's not their style. Happened when their defense and special teams got on points. Yeah. Would I love to see four 
scoring drives from Northern, and two of them are touchdowns. I think I said this on the, the preview show. Give me four scoring drives, half are touchdowns, kick field goals on the other two, and give you 24 or 20 points. Feeling pretty good. If you can get to 24, now we're really cooking because I trust that defense, and I don't care how good receivers you have. If the quarterback has a second to throw the ball, yeah, it's going to be tough to get them the, the weapons outside. All right. Uh, Friday afternoon, PH goes to Ann Arbor. They'll be at the big house. Their opponent is Grand Rapids Catholic Central. You've probably heard about this team. They've won three straight state titles. They're the team that beat Marine City in the finals last year. They're on a 37-game win streak, and they've won 38 straight games against teams based in the state of Michigan. So their only loss in the last – 39 games was to a team from Illinois. Uh, and in their last 80 games, Brady, we were talking about this off the air. This is just stupid. In their last 80 games, they're 76 and four. Yeah. Yeah, they hadn't lost to a team from Michigan since 20, the 2018 semifinals where they lost to Edwardsburg 46 44. And most people don't even know that Edwardsburg is in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can't say the PH Big Reds are running from a challenge. No, not at all. This is a game that I think Port Huron will be able to score. That They have the weapons. And I do think, for Grand Rapids Catholic Central standards, they're going to take, again, comparatively, a slight step back. Now, is that slight step back, maybe they go 13-1 and instead of 14-0? <laughs> maybe. Maybe they trip up somewhere along the way. Um, but this is a game to really see where the Big Reds are at. Defensively is where I'm worried about them. Are they going to be able to stop the Catholic Central offense? Yeah, I, again, the Big Reds are going to be talented. They're going to be fun. They're going to be explosive. With uh, I really think that this is the year for Amari Holler to break out and really show us what he's got. I think they've got some other nice weapons. They're going to throw the ball, I think, a little bit this year, mm -hmm. Brady, because they've got weapons at wide receiver. Um, so, uh, PH on that side of the ball, I don't have a ton of questions. Up front, the line, actually offensive and defensive line, they'll have some, some new faces in there. Love the linebackers, but again, mm -hmm. like we do with everybody, there's questions in the secondary. Right, and when you talk about the line, you know what Meyer is going to be. You know, you just you know Noah Maiori is going to be a beast there. The problem is that on the line, if you have a good left guard and left tackle, but your right side is weak, doesn't do much for you. You can try to uh, hide it as best you can, but you need as, as solid of a unit there as you can. The secondary, I'm not too worried about because you know you're going to have Jaden Ashford. You know you're going to have Nate Oriole. In a tight situation, if it comes down to it, you can put Amari Holler back at safety. I think they can make it work with the secondary, um, but how are they going to control the line of scrimmage? Again, we saw them against Roseville. One, it's a scrimmage. I don't put. I try to put very little stock. It's like watching preseason. Yeah, preseason NFL football. Yeah, don't get too high or too low. But the Roseville had some big boys, and they were controlling the line of scrimmage. That's what I'd be worried about if Catholic Central has some beef, and I. I don't know if they do or not. I'm going to assume they do. Yeah. That's where they could get in trouble where first contact with the running back is coming four or five yards downfield. But this is what I say every year because the Big Reds do this every year. 
They, they take a challenge in week one. Don't really worry about the week one result. PH is gauging themselves. They want to see where they're at. Last year, they went to Stony Creek, got blown out, and then won their next six weeks in a row or something like that uh, and ended up winning a blue title. This is going to be a fun PH team. This is just a, a big bite to take in, in week one going up against Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and we've said it the past couple of shows. Big Reds win this game. Everybody in the state is going to take notice. Do you know how many times Portier on High has won a week one game since 2010? Probably not very many. They have won. They have started 1-0 three times, one of which was COVID when they played Frazier. So that was a league game. Their two true week one wins were in 2019, they beat Flint Carmen Ainsworth, and all the way back in 2011, they opened with a win against Cousineau, and that was the the Mark, the Chapman-led teams with yep. Zamalik and the team that lost by a point in the regional final. So they have started 1-0 in full seasons two times. Yeah, but if you, you look at their week one opponents, it's Eisenhower. It's King. Well, you want me it's, to go through them for they, you they, in they, that time? They, they play some big-time opponents. Yeah, 2010, lost to Cousineau. Then 11, we mentioned they beat them. In 12, they lost to Eisenhower. I believe that was at Wayne State. 13, they lose to King. 14, they lose to King. It was 22-10. to 10. They were playing with them in a yeah. lot of those games. Um, 15, they lost to Country Day. 16, they lost to Country Day again. That was a 10-point loss. Uh, 17, they lose to Utica. 18, they lose to Carmen Ainsworth. And then they beat Carmen Ainsworth in, tw- in 19. And 20, they beat Frazier. In 21, they lose to Stony Creek. So Those were a lot of good yeah, programs. They, 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 they always open the season with a, a tough game. And it's going to be fun going to the big house. Uh, and being on the big stage, again, against a team that's won three straight state titles and is on a 37-game win streak. And you know what is also going to be nice? If someone from PH has a nice game, there's going to be some uh, next-level eyes yep. on that game. Going to get a lot of exposure. Right. So, good good day to be a skilled player at PH. And, yeah, again... It's also cool just for the experience because you know there are going to be players that go on to the next level. There are a handful at PH that I fully expect to be playing on Saturdays. But it's really cool for the kids that are just going to be good high school players and then move on with their lives because it's just it's neat to go to the big house and say you played there where you grew up watching it, whether you loved watching the team there or hated watching the team there. It's still a cool venue. Let's move on to now part one of three of our BWAC Mac Challenge. Thursday night, Dennis, you will be at Walt Braun Viking Stadium as Marysville honors the 86 and 92 state title teams when Almont comes to town for the first time time in school history unless it happened before 1950 when records weren't kept <laughs> uh yeah th- this is an interesting uh matchup Elmont historically been very good in the uh the 2000s uh we know what they're going to do they're going to run the ball generally they're not very big now i don't i haven't seen them so i don't know what but i've been told is they're, yeah they're small and scrappy and 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 i think they're younger this year too but they're always fast they get Big plays in the run game. They run out of a lot of crazy formations, and and they they do a lot of creative things, uh, and they always have uh, speed. They're a good football team. Marysville is interesting. Um, 
they've got some speed, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've got some size with Kaza and Simpson. That's where I – and there's others as well. That's where I was going to go with that because Elmont's a little small. It's going to be a running game, Dennis. How often has Marysville had the advantage in the size on the lines? Usually it has been speed and quickness on the edge and the running back position. When was the last time you go, I think Marysville can win the line of scrimmage in a big-time game? Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing about this, and, and you wrote it up on the board uh, kind of jokingly, you said, will there be a pass? That's a good question because I like Marysville's run game too with uh, McKinney, um, and uh, this year you might see Ben Lavalley back there too. But but I but I think the the key here is going to be Noah Lavalley, and I think Marysville will have to throw the ball a few times to win this game. And if they can, and if they're success, if they're successful in the air. Marysville can pull off the upset here. And when you say throw the ball, you can correct me what, what if I'm wrong. But I believe if at the end of the night, Noah LaValle's stat line is 8 for 13 for 95 yards and a touchdown, that's a good stat line. That, that, with, that's that's a, what they need yes, to do. That, that's, that's what they need to, to do. They don't have to throw the ball 20 or 30 times. If they throw the ball 10 times and complete more than half their passes – they're going to have success. And the key is to have to throw the ball not on passing downs. That you get six, seven yards on first down so you can run a bootleg and try to hit someone in the flat, try to give LaValle the option um, to throw or run, and to keep Elmont on their toes. Because it's real easy to defend the pass when it's third and nine and you can drop seven in coverage. It's really tough to do it when it's second and two or third and one and you have to decide, all right, am I coming up and stopping the run, or am I going to drop back thinking they might go play action? Now flip it, Dennis. Elmont, how well are they going to be able to throw? Because you know they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run it well. But if Marysville can keep them behind the, the sticks, or if Elmont can keep Marysville behind the sticks, it works for both sides. Then I think the advantage goes to Marysville if they can force Elmont in passing downs. Well, the the key here for the Vikings against that Elmont offense, tackle. You got to tackle because if you don't tackle against Elmont, they're going to kill you. Um, that team can run and get down the field, and they'll have all kinds of big plays if the Vikings aren't wrapping up. Yeah, and like I said in the scrimmage, they were making the right reads. They were flowing well. They just quite weren't tackling. Yeah, you can't let Elmont get second, third, uh broken tackles down the field you know I, I I've been a big Marysville guy um, since we went to their camp I think of any team I've been feeling better about them that's kind of I was down on them before we went to camp and it's just kind of grown and I thought they played well in their scrimmage for the most part and I asked two coaches from around the area who saw both Marysville scrimmage and Almont scrimmage and I go you know, I think Marysville might give Helmont a scare. And one coach says, you know, I think you're right. And the other went, you're crazy. <laughs> so the jury's still out on on this game. Um, maybe it'll just be the Elmont machine, walks into town, takes care of business, leaves. Or maybe Marysville has a bounce back season and announces it with authority on Thursday night. And- By the way, you're on the call uh, six forty pregame, seven o'clock kickoff. Stream one, and uh, and this goes for all the games that we're talking about for week one. Penalties and turnovers 
first week of the season. Uh, the, the team that turns the ball over here is the team that's going to be in trouble. Exactly, because it's going to be such a low number of possession games, Dennis, that if you turn it over, you might not get the ball back for seven minutes. You might not get it back for half a quarter, and that is just going to drain the clock and it is going to put you that far behind the eight ball a two score lead in this game might as well be a damn near four score lead yeah an early season late august it's going to be warm so you don't want your defense especially to be out on the field for those long drives exactly all right here's a game that i have absolutely no idea what i want to say or how i want to talk about it richmond is playing saint Clair. These are the the two teams that I have the most questions about. Yeah, and a big reason for that is you have two sophomores at quarterback for both teams. One with Anthony Bonetti in Richmond has more experience. This is where I talked to Coach Misko for the, the interview before the game, and I asked him, you threw him to the fire last year. You kind of said, all right, go out there, learn to swim, you're in the deep end. But this is where you hope it pays dividends, where Peyton Ellis is going to start his first game at quarterback. He's a sophomore, going to have a little some butterflies in the stomach. It, naturally, it's your first game on varsity, where Benetti took his lumps last year, played some good teams, played Crosslex, played North Branch, played Almont and, and Parma Western and Armada uh, the second time around. But he's battle-tested now. And I think you might have a slight edge there to where he goes, all right, I know what I'm doing when he comes out on this field. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got uh, Peyton Ellis, yeah, who is, you know, he doesn't have the varsity experience that Benetti got towards the end of last year, but who is an athlete and who I think is going to be a pretty good player but how quickly does he mature how quickly does he have success um because i do think he's going to have success i mean we were at their practice he was chucking the ball downfield pretty good yeah the there's not a question of talent with both quarterbacks Benetti and ellis and it's funny both offenses kind of mirror each other they're both going to have a guy touching the ball that you know is a dude logan ellis for st Clair, a uh, blake esselink for richmond they're going to have a guy to throw to that you know can make plays trey graham for richmond hunter richardson out of the tight end spot they're different types of guys richardson's not going to go down but he might catch the ball run over someone get the first down where graham's more of a home run threat question is who's going to be the secondary guy to step up who's going to be that that second running back to make a play and the the unknown name Dennis on Thursday night we're going to come in here and I'm going to go didn't know about this kid and he made the difference in the game tonight well I'm I'm going to guess it's a St. Clair receiver because I think the the Saints are going to try to stretch the field I think they'll throw the ball deep more than once in this football game and then for Richmond if they're going to have success I think you're going to come in and you're going to tell me that Bonetti went wild running and throwing yeah I do think uh Anthony Bonetti's legs can make a difference Peyton Ellis isn't I mean he's a kid who played varsity baseball last year and was hitting in the middle of the order in a district championship game and we kind of buried the lead there because these two schools are very familiar with each other uh Richmond Knocked off St. Clair in the district finals of basketball. Knocked him off in the district finals of baseball. 
A lot of those same kids are playing football. It's what makes high school sports so much fun. It's why you kind of like in this area a lot of kids, you know, they'll play each other in basketball, baseball, and now football. It's two schools that aren't traditional rivals, but there is bad blood between these schools. Yeah, and there are other things going on behind the scenes uh, that I'm not even going to touch, but that are going on in this as well. And, and there are people on both sides who are bitter, and this is going to be fun. Yes, it will be. And, yeah, because, like, for, for Richmond, you bring up Armada, you bring up Crosslax, and they're like, yeah, they're our rival. And you bring up Marysville Marine City. Like, yeah, we're our rival. We always want to beat them, and they don't like them. But you bring up St. Clair to Richmond, or you bring up Richmond in St. Clair, and it's kind of like a snarl gets on their face, yeah. and they roll their eyes, and they go, oh, them. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot. See, I, well, I say we're going to learn a lot about them, but we might not. Because if one team blows out the other, okay, is one team just really down or is one team really good? If it's a close game, is it two really good teams battling it out? Or will it be two teams that are struggling to get to a playoff spot? We'll know it'll be a fun game, but I don't know how many answers we'll have, maybe personnel-wise, but not overall as a team. And maybe more than any other game, turnovers will be a big deal in this one. Richmond kind of had the turnover bugaboo last year. Yeah. They need to get over that uh, if they're going to win this football well, game. It, it's settled down near the end of the year, Dennis. And I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. It's going to be whichever offense can find its groove first because I think both offenses might go out walking on eggshells a little bit, trying to play conservative. And maybe whichever defense gets the takeaway or whichever special teams uh, team or special teams play is the difference. A big punt return, a blocked punt, a, a kickoff return that sets you off in, in enemy territory. That could be the difference in the game. Speaking of special teams, there is one team in the area that you have to have elite special teams against if you want to beat them, and it's the Marine City Mariners. Friday night, they take on the Armada Tigers at East China Stadium. I'll be on the call on Friday night. By the way, be on the call for Richmond uh, St. Clair 6.30 pregame because I have to, uh, a little longer pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff from John Coker Field at and then Friday night, Armada, Marine City. Two teams that haven't met since the 1970s, Dennis. They yeah, played been a eight long times, time. and it was from, I believe, 71 to 78. They played all their meetings and haven't touched each other since. It's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a lot of uh, Halloween colors out there. <laughs> but I kind of like that this is the Friday night game. I've we've, When we were going around, I've talked to multiple different coaches that kind of said, yeah, I'm going to be at that game we play Thursday night. Yeah, um, Armada was was the the good story last year. They won seven games, went to the playoffs, basically had a showdown with Croslex for the, the league title. They were a team that we didn't know much about going into last season uh, and that right off the bat came out, won their first six games in a row. They were a fun team to follow last year, and they were a simple team, smash mouth. We're big, we're strong, we're going to run it down your throat, and we're going to stop you from running it at us. And, and they won football games, and they had success. We thought, we hoped, we were going to get this matchup last year in the playoffs. Yeah, for a regional final. Didn't happen, but we'll get it here in week one. And Marine City is Marine City. What is it, 25 straight games they've won that they've played? Yeah, if you if you get rid of the COVID. In the regular season. If you, yeah, in the regular season, if you get rid of the COVID forfeit, 
which it's it was COVID. It was it was crazy. I'm not going to hold that against them. They haven't lost in a regular season game since 2018. That is impressive. Now, with Armada, I think they might surprise some people with this fact, Dennis. Just like Almont and Marysville. And just like Northern likes to play, there's not going to be a lot of possessions in this game. What can Armada do to keep the ball out of the Mariners' offense, which is undoubtedly their strength this year? Hold on to it themselves. They need to stay ahead of the chains. They need to get, what, there's 48 minutes in a high school football game. Bet you they need to have the ball for 32-plus if they want a chance to win. Because if they can methodically go down, and this is the Mariner defense that we think will be good, but there's still some question marks. They lost a lot. If they can control the line of scrimmage and move the ball, keep it out of Jeff Heslop's hand, keep it out of Zach Tetler's hands, Armada might there might be a point in that game where Armada is uncomfortably close to Marine City as we approach halftime, but... You know Marine City has the home run threat offensively. The problem is at some point you have to give the ball back. Yeah, here, here's the scary thing about Marine City, and, and I don't remember the the specifics, but didn't they have a game last year where they ran like 18 plays Lincoln, yeah, was, and ran scored like 20, 50 points? I think it was like 26 plays and they scored 50 points because <laughs> their defense scored in special teams. But again – I always talked about this when a team wants to beat Marine City. I mentioned it earlier, the special teams. That damn starburst return (laughs) is deadly. If you can't defend it well, and it is really hard to defend it well if you're not just head and shoulders more athletic than them, you are giving them the ball at the 35, the 40, and guess what? That's two less first downs they have to get. That's just that much closer or if you want to kick it deep you're risking the the return so it's another reason why marine city kids don't put up big numbers at the end of the year because the special teams either returns the kick for the score so the offense doesn't get out there or the offense gets the ball with a short field so even if they drive it uh it it was a 50-yard drive yeah and it's it's just a bear to defend the the two teams i've well the teams that have handled it well have played with uh, Marine City. GRCC did it because they had the athletes to kick it deep, yeah. and they said, we're just athletic enough to go make tackles. And Evan Woodard and Marysville did it back in 20. The squib kicks were placed perfectly. They, they, the timing was off, so they couldn't get the fakes down, and that was a big reason why Marysville played so well against them as they did. But the hidden yardage is something that's – even on punts and uh, – and punt returns. If Armada can just control, get sneak ten yards here, ten yards there, and control the the time of possession, I think they have a chance. All right, Marine City, Armada, Richmond, St. Clair, Marysville, Almont, PH, Grand Rapids, uh, Catholic Central, Northern Lakeshore. Those are the first games that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. There's a ton more to talk about, and we'll get to that in segment two in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. 
and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Is your golf cart boring and ugly? Sounds like you need to take it into Independent Custom Carts in Yale. The pros at Independent Custom Carts will blow your mind. Give Independent Custom Carts a call today at 810-984-2278 or look for them on Facebook to see pictures of their work. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water Area home. 
Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and Brady, and uh, we pick up uh, in the BWAC. Crosslex will open the season on the road at Saginaw Swan Valley, uh, Brady, uh, and again, Coach LeGros with his connections to that part of the uh, the state and his week one and week nine opponents this year are some programs that have a lot of history uh, and are teams that he's very familiar with and that he, quite frankly, he doesn't like and wants to beat them. <laughs> well, one he doesn't like and the other, I mean, he's a, he's a Freeland alum. So he, I, yeah, that's, but Freeland yeah. beat him in the playoffs last year. He doesn't like him. <laughs> exactly. Anyone that's not a pioneer, I don't think he likes. Um, this is going to be a, a I don't want to say prove it game, but if they want to be where they think they can go, if they want to make that next step, this is a game you win. This is a game where you figure out some weaknesses, and yeah, you're replacing your quarterback. You're replacing Jake Townsend. You're replacing Sage Slanik, Kirk Wilson, Matt Lyons. Those are four really talented high school football players, but Dennis, we went up there, and we couldn't get everyone on the show that Coach LeGrow wanted. They have dudes. They have size. I don't know what Swan Valley is. They're always going to be a team in the playoffs, but the question is, are they a team that loses in the district, or are they a team that is fighting for a Final Four spot? Yeah. The, uh, all I know going into this one is these are two teams that at the end of the year are going to have more wins than losses uh, by a lot. The question is, is who's going to be the better team in week one? And it's funny um, how they kind of are preparing at least especially talking to their uh to shared in the D- the dc up there last year they kind of were saying yeah we were kind of feeling ourselves a little too much we were kind of went in a little too big chested now we just got to put our head down and work um yeah i think they they're, they're going to try to learn from last year i do worry a bit that Gavin Espinoza takes a little bit to get going again. I know he has the talent. And when I say take a little bit to get going, I'm not saying he goes out and throws four picks and only has 70 yards. No. But it, it that offense takes a, a while to snap, get going. I know he played JV at QB, but he's going back to quarterback. I know he has the athletic ability to do it, but the mistakes can come quickly there. That would be my biggest concern with Swan Valley. Well, the things that I like about him is, number one, when in doubt, he's going to run. Yes. Uh, number two, you've got the little safety blanket back there named Belly Groppy <laughs> that you can turn around and hand the ball off to. When the going gets tough, Groppy gets tough and gets going. Um, and and I just feel like they've reloaded at the wide receiver position. And a lot of those guys were there last year, and they're going to get the ball even more 
this year. And I saw I saw Hosterman and Gonzalez both get long touchdown catches against uh, Richmond. So th- this this is a dangerous cross-lex team. We haven't even mentioned Ramsey and Mendoza and some of the bigs that they have. Um, I, I like the Pioneers. I don't know what Swan Valley has, but I know that Swan Valley will be good. This is a really good week one matchup. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's funny. You mentioned Belly Grappi. Uh, I feel like we should talk about him a lot more. Like We always do, but it's always the afterthought. Yeah. It's always the second one. It's after the quarterback or after the receivers or after the defense. And he's, at worst, a top three running back in the area. Easily. And he's, yeah, if they need to, they can just hand the ball off to him. And you saw it in a BWAC championship game against Armada. Handoff, handoff, handoff handoff and they just went to the well 37 times and he was able to do it so yeah maybe if Espinoza struggles just a tad takes a little bit to get his feet under him you can always go all right give it to Grappi go give it to Grappi go and that alleviates a lot of the stress not knowing what Swan Valley is Dennis I I can't say for certain what this game's going to be but I know what Cross Lex is if they take care of the football because that's what got him in their two losses were turnovers and just finished drives. They'll be good to go. All right, good to go is North Branch in week one. They're going to go to Redford Thurston. North Branch will win this football uh, game. In fact, I'm so confident of that, I left it off the picks <laughs> in week one because I yeah. just thought it was too easy. Well, they, and- they handled them last year. They'll handle them again this year. Well, and with no uh, Algonac and well, with no uh, BWAC games being played, sorry, then yeah, we had to leave some BWAC teams off. But yeah, I think that would have been a clean sweep for North Branch. We're not going to know a lot about North Branch. We might not know a lot about them till week seven, Dennis, uh, or week six, because they go Thurston, then Emily City. Yale's the game that might tell you something, depending on if the Bulldogs are where I think they might be, and then Almont week four, and then the week the bye week against Algonac. But one game against a proven commodity sometimes doesn't tell you all you need to know. Yeah. And especially a, a heated rivalry game. I expect them to take care of Thurston. Just take care of business. It's a long bus ride. Get on the get on the bus and get back home. All right. Yale and Annapolis is the next game I want to talk about. But before I talk about Yale beating Annapolis, which I think will happen, <laughs> I am ready to say that Yale is improved and that Yale is going to make a nice step this year from the lower third of the BWAC into the middle of the BWAC. But I'm not ready to say that Yale is ready to contend with Croslex and North Branch, and whether it's Elmont or, or Arm, Richmond Armada. Or, or, or Armada or whoever is in there. But but Yale is definitely one thing. They're a lot better this year, uh, and, and I think for sure in week one they're going to get a W here against Annapolis. Yeah, I, I really like what I saw from Yale. Again, it's a scrimmage. And they were ready to go, and they were treating it seriously, and everything broke their way in the quarter and a half that we saw before the lightning delay came and canceled the whole dang thing. Yeah, Annapolis should be a win. They get them at home. It was a a team they beat up last year. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be what Armada was last year because that is a big ask. But last year, Armada in week one dismantled Clawson. A team that 
they had opened with before and had had some close games, had lost a few times. And they, Dennis, you saw that game. They dismantled them. They, it was systematic, took them apart. If Yale beats Annapolis, like let's say we come back Thursday night and it is Yale 42, Annapolis 6, you're going, hmm, okay. Last year it was 28-8. It was a nice win, but it wasn't that. Pound the fist. Thanks for coming. Put your tail between your legs and go back to wherever Annapolis is. Yeah, I just – Yale and Armada just aren't the same for me. Armada was so much bigger than – it was just so obvious right from the get-go that Armada said, we're, we're a bunch of giants and you're small and we're going to bully you, and they just pushed Clawson around the field. I don't know if I can say that about Yale's football team. Again, I will say it's a process. I think the goal for Yale is try to make the playoffs this year – I think that's doable if they win the games on their schedule that I think they're supposed to win, and then they get four chances to, to upset somebody. Well, yeah, you said there were four games that you had to win. They won one, I guess, with Alkanak. Yeah. So, so there's now three games left on the schedule that you pegged as must, must win. Must wins because no I think they should win. Yeah, those are the games that if your program's taking the step forward, you are dominating. Annapolis was one, and uh, Lutheran North was one at the end. They're not a bad team. That would be a quality win. They'll battle for a playoff spot. And MLA City, another uh, program trying to build up. If you want to be a playoff team and want to be dominant, you need to win that game against MLA City. And then, like you said, you'll have the chance to surprise someone and you'll have them four weeks in a row for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and, and there and there is a uh, and, and and we'll we'll know more by the time we, we get to those games. But but there are teams in there that if Yale's really made the turn, they'll have a chance to beat those teams. Yes, and I think you put it they, the the next step. It's, you usually don't skip steps unless you are an East Point that brings in a ton of talent. Yeah, no. you you don't you don't skip steps. All right, up next after Yale and Annapolis, Emily City goes to Hazel Park, Dennis. These are two programs that struggle, and uh, Emily City has a new coach, uh, Dave Brown. You know he's enthusiastic. You, you, we feel like he will get it right in time. Yep. The question is, has he had enough time to at least get ready for Hazel Park? The, the, the time is the essence to, to get people excited about the program and to get the kids to come out, to get the numbers up at MLA City. How do you do that? Win football games. Hazel Park is a winnable football game, um, but you, you, you've got to travel. And, and again, what, what has MLA City been able to accomplish these last few weeks in their practices, in their scrimmages, um, haven't seen them, uh, don't exactly know what they're going to have on both sides of the ball. We know that Rojas is good, but what else is there at Emily City, and is it enough early on? I wish they were playing Hazel Park in week nine because I bet I'd pick Emily City to win that game and not give it a second thought. Well, last year, Hazel Park, they did go four and five, they really went two and five because they won two games via forfeit. The other games they won were against Lincoln and Madison. I, who both struggled last yeah. year. Yeah, there's. I don't have a lot of reason to think Hazel Park will be better. Um, they haven't had a winning season since 
Kyle Rowley was their head coach. So I don't know. I think MLA City, I know they'll be well coached. I, I like the Spartans' chances going into this game. And, yeah, it, it, it'll be a good feeling to at least go, hey, we got the win. Yeah, it might be rough going into BWAC play because you turn around and you have North Branch, Elmont, Armada, Richmond, Yale, Cross, Lex in the next six weeks. But get that first win, and the kids at least get a, you get a little more buy-in, and the kids are feeling good about themselves. Yeah, it would be a feel-good win for Emily City if they could go to Hazel Park and get that game. All right, so this was a game that we had on our schedule because initially uh, it was going to be a Saturday night game, but it's actually been moved to Friday. Cardinal Mooney will go and play at Roseville. Technically, it's a Mooney home game, but neutral site now, and I think Parkway Christian probably has – less of a drive than Mooney does to get over there because they're at 16 mile. Uh, but uh, Mooney and Parkway Christian at Roseville, um, and you and I are, are both high on this uh, this Mooney program. They really had a bust-out season last year. They bring just about everybody back from last year's team. I don't think there's going to be a fall-off. I certainly don't think there's going to be a fall-off in week one with Parkway Christian. Um, I don't know what they have. I know they struggled last year, and Mooney actually won this game pretty handily last year. 28 nothing last year, but Mooney, we, you have expectations now. Just like your basketball team, just like your baseball team. In football, you have expectations. I think the kids can handle it. But when you have expectations, people are gunning for you. People aren't. Last year, Parkway Christian probably looked at that game and went, ooh, we have a winnable opener. This year, they're going, we're going to have to play really well to be there. You're not going to catch anyone by surprise. You want to take that next step. As Coach Cannell said, you want to be a, a good program and not everyone's homecoming game. Have Parkway Christian meet them in Roseville, take their money, beat them up, and send them home packing, and give and give a statement win early. And yeah, I know I know Trent Rice isn't there, but there are five other guys that I like touching the ball from yes. Hazen later. Uh, you have Trombley on the edge. You have Everhart at quarterback. Who's the tight end we always forget about? Uh, Bright. Um, Bright. Um, you have guys there. They had a couple of good fullbacks too that they give the ball to. With some success every now and I then want, when uh, Hazen later needs a spell. I'm getting a little greedy with this one, Dennis. I want Cardinal Mooney to come out of that game in in damn near super running time. <laughs> I'm I, I maybe Parkway Christian's really good and maybe everyone at Mooney's listening going, Shut the hell up. I don't you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I want to see a Mooney statement win to get started. Well, uh, again, we talk about Belly Groppy being the security blanket. They've got one there. Hazen later is is a guy that should get more press, but he plays at Mooney, and so sometimes he flies under the radar. I would put him on a list of top uh, three to five running backs in the Blue Water area. Absolutely. Uh, I know we have both been buying Mooney stock. Yes. I, I will not uh, deny that. All right, just some other games uh, going on. We've got uh, Memphis opens at home against Bentley. This is kind of a tradition, and actually in years past, this has been a game that Memphis wins every once in a while to get off to a, a good start to the uh, season. And if anybody needs a good start to their season, it's the Memphis football They actually program. lost this game last year yeah. despite winning three games. Uh, but, yeah, you better win this game because your conference schedule is brutal. 
The GTC East, we talked about it with Mike Gallagher, is going to be just a five-week gauntlet. So get this early win because they might not be coming a lot in league play. But, hey, you took the step forward. You won three games last year. I'd say three of the four non-conference games are winnable. And then you don't know what's going to happen in between there. So start off with a nice win and kind of keep that momentum going if you're Memphis. Yeah, league's going to be tough because Sandusky's going to be better this year. They open at Laker. Uh, they're going to be better this year, and they're not really in the conversation because of Ubley Harbor Beach and Cass City. Yeah, I think everyone's expecting Laker to be pretty good this year. So if Sandusky can get the week one win, you go, ooh, maybe Sandusky can figure it out a little this year, and maybe they can get in the mix because, Dennis, they won it two years ago. It's it's They've won it more recently than Harbor Beach has, and, you know, it's – about that time, they had the down year last year. Now they're coming back this year. Maybe they can uh, get that win and, yeah, win win against Laker and you're going, okay, maybe not uh, the Sandusky from last year. Maybe it's closer to the 2020 Sandusky. Ubley at Bad Axe. That's a good one to open the season. Uh, Ubley's been good forever. Uh, yeah. And Bad Axe was pretty solid the last couple of years. They, I mean, that's a – Ubly team that has one goal, and that's bring home that elusive state championship. Last year, they played Bad Axe Week 9, beat a really good Bad Axe team who was, I believe, 7-1 and one going into the game, uh, 25-13. I'm assuming Bad Axe had a really good senior class. I know Ubly's bringing some guys back, and they are getting a ton of love in, in the, around the state. We can't play the disrespect card, especially with Ubley, yeah, because no. they are. I mean, there are people picking them to win a state title now, even though they lost in the semifinals last year. Evan Prusky is a junior. This is his third year starting. Um, he took them what to uh, a final and a semifinal, a final as a freshman and a semifinal as a sophomore. He's lost four football games in two years. And and they run at and Ubley. One, a semifinal and a final were two of them. They run at Ubley, but if they ever decided to spread the field, Prusky could run that offense, and he can throw the ball. Uh, Cass City's the newcomer to the GTC East. The, they're historically they've been a pretty solid football program, uh, and they'll open at uh, Reese. And uh, Marlette gets a home game to open the season against Caro. Go Marlette. Yeah, 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 the the Caro hater here, <laughs> here the Cairo. Um, yeah, and Cass City Reese, well, welcome to the GTC East. You will we'll get a little blurb about them, but we don't know nothing about, uh, don't know anything about Cass City. Uh, Reese was a team that went 8-2 and two a year ago. Did they graduate a lot of seniors, or did they bring a lot back? I don't know. I guess we'll find out in week one, and yeah. yeah. It's a crossover game this year, but for the last several years, this has been a league game for Cassidy. Reese won so, the meeting last year 35-20, yeah, and Marlette. These um, two teams aren't going to surprise each other. No, 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 not at all. And Marlette, uh, they take on Caro. They beat them 42-7 to last year, but we know Marlette lost a lot. We'll see what the Raiders can do, and that is is our 11-man slate, and now into eight-man. We'll start with one of the newcomers. I think actually the the, the youngest eight-man team because of when they joined Brown City. They go, uh, they play Peck, 
And, yeah, it's a fun little game to kick off the eight-man era at Brown City. Yeah, Brown City's first eight-man football game is against a longtime old rival in Peck. Peck is the only team in the Milky Way galaxy that Brown City is playing this year. (laughs) Seriously, it's like the only game within a two-hour drive (laughs) that Brown City is playing. Everything else is just way out there um, for them. Um, This... I, I, th- this is a nice game and, and good for, for Peck because uh, they had something else scheduled and they changed it up um, and, and gave Brown City this game and gave up a home game. Peck was supposed to play at home in week one. They gave that game up to go to Brown City to play this game. So uh, good for the, uh, the Pirates uh, and good luck to the Green Devils. By the way, Peck's helmets are sharp. Have you seen them? Not in a few years. They're it's all, been a few years since I've been up to they're Peck They're all for a game. white, and they kind of have like the Tampa Bay Buccaneer, but it's just outlined in red. I'll see if I can find it. Gallagher had a few pictures of them. They're hot. I like them. <laughs> all right. Uh, K-Pack opens at North Huron. Uh, they've been tough up in Kindy for the last several years. They've been one of the dominant teams in the stripes. Again, K-Pack fully committing to eight-man football this year. I think they've played one or two eight-man games Prior to this, I think they played at least one last yeah, year. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but uh, K-Pac, uh, a little before Brown City did, and they were able to to go eight-man early enough in the offseason that they got into the Stripes League, so they at least get to play teams in this area. Yeah. Um, welcome to eight-man football. You open with North Huron, and then you play Deckerville. Yeah, welcome that, that, to the show. That, that's a tough way to start, but but you know what? When when you get into the meat of of the stripes, and the stripes will be better this year because I think CPS has improved. Pack will well, be in the stars. Uh, are they? In, oh, yeah, K Pack's well, in the stars. Then, then that'll be a, a little bit tougher for them because Mayville, Kingston, Genesee, Deckerville, those are good uh, programs. But I mean, they'll get to play Flint International. Uh, Atherton is That's, in their league. Oh yeah, International is on there. They changed um, the so I mean, I think there's some games that KPAC can at least compete in, uh, and I don't think they'll be overwhelmed. No, um, but it will. Uh, yeah, welcome to Eight Man Football. Here, are two of the top programs in the state. Uh, Flint International at CPS. CPS is struggling to to get the program off the ground they are doing their best they're kind of uh they have a never say die attitude they went three and six a year ago had a chance to do a little better uh this is a winnable game for cps i don't know what they have i mean you're talking 87 kids as their enrollment hopefully the tigers can get it going i like this cps team uh, and I think they're going to surprise some people uh, this year and win a few more games uh, than they have the last um, few years. I think they're going to improve on on their three wins, um, and I think it starts in week one with Flint International. And then the last two, Deckerville is at Ashley and New Haven Merritt at Atherton. I expect a Deckerville win. I don't really know what to expect from Merritt Atherton. Yeah, um, Merritt. Got out of the stars and back into the stripes, which should help them. They they had a great run in the stripes of making the playoffs and winning football games. Then they went up to the stars and took their lumps. But of course, at, at that point, the stars also had Morris, mm-hmm. Deckerville. Uh, that's when Kingston and Mayville were all playing really good football all at the same time, uh, and it was a tough time to move up. 
think moving down will help them. Uh, Atherton uh, is a winnable game uh, there if if Merritt's got anything. Uh, and yeah, Deckerville. Thanks for coming, Ashley. Deckerville's going to roll you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so I think that does it for all our games. That's all the games. And your favorite time. Of, oh no, we still have our we're top. Do we the have, top ten. We're going to do this quickly. Usually we do it on Mondays edition. Well, Tuesdays once we get into the thick of things. But uh, we yeah had we our had preview. a three hour show on the preview. So. We, we pushed it. We're going to have about a three-hour show on this one the way we're going. <laughs> all uh, right. Let's um, let's take it slow all the way through. Or let's take it quickly, sorry, all the way through. Dennis, do you just want to go 10 to 1? Do you want to alternate? How do you want to do this? We'll, we'll go 10 to 1. Um, it, it was not easy for me to, to slap together a preseason top 10. Um, at number 10, you got yours ready? Yeah. One quick question. Are we including Ubley and are we including Anchor Bay? Uh, Did you? Yes, you can. I included one of them. Okay. And not the other. Okay, so I'm assuming you have Ubley somewhere in there. I have Ubley. Okay, so we're just saying Anchor Bay because they'd be at least top three. Probably, Um, yeah. yeah, And they're playing in the Mac Red, so it's going to be impossible because they could be 0-5 in Mac Red and still be maybe all the other teams in the area. Yes. All right, right. go ahead. So at number 10, uh, this is where I've slated Marysville to start the uh, the season. I wasn't sure the Vikings were going to – I, I, or my stance was the Vikings are going to have to win their way into the top 10. But after watching them uh, practice uh, and, and kind of looking at what they have and seeing that they're uh, healthy to start the season, I got Marysville at number 10. I put St. Clair at 10. I know it's weird putting a conference champion that low, but they lost so much. And they're going to have to uh, – yeah, they're going to have to earn it again because there's a lot of new faces. And like I said before, a lot of ifs with the team. I got Cardinal Mooney at number nine. Um, I like this Mooney team. Uh, this is this is this, the year that they will compete with Shrine and Everest. Um, I think they believe it, and I'm going to believe it too. Uh, and I've got um, – I think Mooney's going to have a good season. I got them at number nine to start. I put Richmond at number nine. I couldn't really decide, so I ended up with Richmond one spot ahead, St. Clair. We to decide it Thursday night. All right. At number eight is where I stuck Elmont. Again, I don't know a lot about Elmont, but I know they're generally good. I know they're generally in the top third of the BWAC, and I expect them to be again this year. I don't think this is the first time we've disagreed. This might be our most disagreed list we've ever done because at number eight I have the Armada Tigers and I I don't think I'd punish them a lot with a loss especially if they were competitive with Marine City but they did it one year as a program you have to kind of prove you can do it year over year hey Marine City loses some really good players you give them the benefit of the doubt even Port Huron or Northern loses some good players they usually replenish them pretty quickly Armada has to prove that they can do it year over year. I think they have potential to shoot up these rankings, but right now, number eight in my preseason. And I've got Armada at number seven right now. Um, again, they, they open with Marine City. They're in a nice spot that if they win that game, it's it's not a stretch to jump them from seven up into the top three. If they, if, if they beat Marine City, you have to talk about maybe, well, putting them at number one. Yeah, for for me, depending on what happens with my number two team, right? They would at least go to number two, right? Which, which would be well, unless, nobody could complain if I'm jumping a team from seven to two, right? So I, I thought seven was a comfortable spot 
to put Armada. So we just flipped it. I have Elmont at seven. Basically, what it came down to is I'm giving Elmont the benefit of the doubt. They are a program that, like you said, is always in the top third. And I think they just, when I came down, I'm, I'm trying scratching my head trying to figure out, I go, the safe pick is to put Elmont higher and the, the team that needs to prove it, Armada, lower. All right. I've got Ubley at number six. Just simply, they have to be in this poll. They went to the semifinals last year. They bring back their quarterback for a third year. We already mentioned earlier in the segment, he's been to a state championship game in a semifinal in his first two years. Ubley's got to be on the list. I'll start him at number six. See, I put Ubley higher because no, my list is not, I think, number one would beat number two and two would beat three because Ubley might not be on the list if that's the case, but they're just so damn good in D8. They have to be somewhere. Um, but at number six, I put Port here on high. Uh, I think even if they lose decisively in week one, I don't think they drop too much unless people below them uh, earn a spot ahead. But I like their skilled position players. We've said it a lot. Got to see what they do in the trenches. All right. Earlier in the week, we did a top five for the Blue Water Sports Media Association. That'll come out every week. And, and I went basically with with my top five so i've got north branch at number five the broncos bring everybody back they're going to be good i think they're the biggest threat to cross lex in the BWAC this year until somebody proves me wrong at number five i put port here on northern uh basically the the difference between them and ph was last time those two teams played on a field port here on northern one so i gave the edge to them i almost put ph ahead but out of i guess when it was so close, I went, what happened last time? They played Northern 1. Give me the Huskies at number 5. I got PH at number 4. Um, after watching them scrimmage against Roseville, um, I don't know. I, I kind of like PH. I, the defense struggled against Roseville, but Roseville does that to everybody's defense. Um, the defense might be the Achilles heel of the Big Reds, but there's so much talent on the. This team is just likable. I love Coach Perkins. I love Coach Stewart. I want good things for the Portier and High Big Reds. Week one's going to be a tough draw, but I, I think the Big Reds are going to be good this year. I'm starting them at number four. And I do want to make an addendum. Uh, if Armada beats Marine City, uh, I don't care if they beat them by 100. If PH beats Grand Rapids Catholic Central, they are number one with a bullet. <laughs> yes. So yes. I'm just saying that right now. I don't want any Tigers fans to get upset if Port Huron <laughs> pulls off the upset uh, that sends shockwaves across the state. They will be number one, and then I will put them at number two, three, and four, and then we'll put our real number two team there yeah. after that. Um, number four is where I put North Branch. Dennis, we've said it uh, throughout the, the preseason. I'm a little higher on the Broncos than you are. And again, Part of it just goes back to I'm giving uh, Jeremy Furman the benefit of the doubt. He brings a lot of guys back, and when you have experienced guys in that system, I think they're going to do great things. No, I don't think they have the absolute weapons that they did in 2020, but I think the Broncos, once they get going, they're going to be a hard train to stop. All right, I got Northern at number three. Defense wins championships, and Northern plays defense. I have Ubley at number three because, well, I had to put them somewhere and they are a state semifinalist. No, I don't think Ubley would beat Port here on Northern or Port here on High, but this is kind of, I guess, 
who deserves that spot, which is just a weird abstract thing to say. Um, if it was, again, if it was who beats who, I think Ubley would struggle to get into the top 10. But just because I respect what they do, I think they have earned the number three ranking. All right. I'm not going to argue with any of that. Uh, I've got Crosslex at number two. Um, the Pioneers are the BWAC champs. They've got the target on them this year. Uh, I think that they're, again, the team to beat uh, in the, uh, the north, and uh, the Pioneers are a solid number two for me right now. I have Croslex two, and we have Marine City one, so we only agree on number two and number one. Well, I'm happy we agree on something. Yes, we do. Uh, again, my top 10, Marine City 1, Croslex 2, Ubley 3, North Branch 4, Northern at 5, PH at 6, Almont 7, Armada 8, Richmond 9, St. Clair 10. Dennis, your top 10. My top 10 has Marine City at 1, Croslex at 2, Northern at 3, PH at 4, North Branch at 5, Ubley at 6, Armada at 7, Elmont at 8, Mooney at 9, and Marysville at 10. So you have uh, Mooney and Marysville in. I have Richmond and St. Clair. This has been the most different our poll has ever been, and I can't wait for both of us to be wildly wrong. Because it's week one, and we don't know what's going on. And speaking of being wildly wrong, I'm sure we'll do that on the picks. Dennis, this is probably one of my favorite guests that will have joined us really, really good football coach and author, Ron Glodich, will join us for the picks. All right, and we'll do that next. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our gift. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton, and uh, we're joined now by uh, Ron Glodich, uh, who is, uh, well, if you don't know who Ron is, you haven't been paying attention that much. Uh, the state championship with uh, Marine City. A, a couple, Well, you were on the staff with a couple of state championships at Marine City. You were there for a long time. I believe you said you started in 87 Correct. and you became the head coach in 2012. Correct. Long time work with Bob Siskevich, Tony Scarcelli. Uh, Bob was a great uh, mentor to work with and uh, 
just had some great memories with those guys and honored to be here today. Thank you. And we brought in a smart guy, too, because he's written a book. Yes, he has. You want to say something before we get into the picks? Because I'll tell you what, the intensity goes up once we get into the picks. But, you know, you wrote a book. Let everyone know about it. Yeah, it chronicles uh, kind of the evolution of the Marine City football program. Uh, and while I'm talking about that, I interweave some specifics about our 2013 state championship year. So uh, between the, the evolution of the program in 2013, try to throw in some, some funny stories, some true life stories uh, that motivate people. And uh, it took me six, seven months to, to write. And we're in the final editing and pre-launch uh, stages, and it should be hopefully uh, released uh, in the early fall here. All right. We know he's a writer. We know he's a good coach. Let's see how good he is at the picks. <laughs> Probably better than me. Uh, anyways, let's get it rolling. Woo! The outside across the 30, 25, 20. He's got the angle. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Zach Tetler. Touchdown, Marine City. Oh, no. We suck again. Third down here, they give it to Grappi, right up the middle to the 20. Still on his feet as he breaks the tackle at the 15, 10-5, he's going to score. Touchdown for Billy Grappi. Hands off the deep man, that is Conan, cuts it up off the right tackle and into the end zone. Armada on the scoreboard. He didn't know about the $100 bill, Sonny, he lied. And Hazenlater takes the direct snap and he's on the move, trying to bounce outside to the 10. He's to the 5, he's to the goal line, he's into the end zone for a Cardinal touchdown. I don't know what we're yelling about! Looking to throw, has time. Firing deep for Prone. Tip right into Prone's hands. He'll make the catch and he'll score. 2015 10 5. Amari Holler. 81 yards. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. All right, the picks are back, Dennis. Your favorite time of the year. Actually, our reigning champ, our guests beat us both last year so coach gloat you have a uh, a heavy torch to carry trying to keep the guests on top and as a reminder you can join us for the picks on the uh, on our twitter and facebook we have a form fill out and we will have the people's category so you will all be competing with us this year as well dennis you ready to get into it yeah i just want to go on record as saying i did win the first year so the only person in the room who can't claim a title is Brady. <laughs> Very true. Anyway, as Dennis gets one more jab at me, let's go up to the thumb like we always do. The ugly Bearcats coming off a state semifinal appearance go to Bad Axe to take on the Hatchets in a Week 9 rematch from last year. Coach Glodich, why don't you kick us off? I'm looking at Ubley here, uh, seven straight playoff appearances, averaging nine wins a year. Uh, just know from past experience that Ubley always has some big physical kids, so Ubley is my pick in this game. Over to Dennis. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that uh, when I can kick right off and agree with Ron Glodich, I think I'm off to a good start this year. I know they think there are a bunch of bad axes up there and bad axes. Every time. But Ubley uh, is uh, become a tradition, and their tradition is winning. Ubley wins this game. Yeah, and maybe the team in our area that's getting the most preseason hype, the Ubley Bearcats. Bad Axe might be a good team. They were a good team last year, but they lost to Ubley. Give me Ubley, and the people agree with us. 96% 
of the votes coming in have Ubly, so the people on Ubly as well. Let's go over to some BWAC action. The Spartans of MLA City will travel down to Hazel Park to take on the Vikings. Can Coach Dave Brown get a win in his opener? Dennis Stuckey, start us off. Well, uh, this is a game that I think MLA City could win, but I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with Hazel Park. Coach Brown coming in. He got a late start with things. They've been fighting the numbers. He's very enthusiastic. I think he's the guy for the job at MLA City. I just don't know if we can expect wins right at the start, so I'm going to go with the home team, Hazel Park. Ron Glodich. My pick is solely based on the best pizza in the area. I grew up I grew up about a mile from Hazel Park Stadium there. Louis Pizza on DeQuinder. If, if any Spartan fans are heading down there, hit it up before the game. You will not regret it. But my pick is with Hazel Park because of Louis Pizza. Oh, I, I love when the food picks may answer. <laughs> I think Taddy picked all nine, just or all ten based on the best burger yeah. in each town. Um, I really like what Dave Brown's doing. I think he is going to get it right, and a good team to get it started off against is Hazel Park. I think MLA City goes down there and starts off 1-0. Give me the Spartans on the road. The people's pick, they 83% on Hazel Park, so I am a lone wolf here picking the Spartans. Staying in the BWAC, Garrett Grundman and the Yale Bulldogs welcome in Annapolis to Yale Park, Dennis Stuckey's favorite venue. We'll start with Ron Glodich. Can the Bulldogs bite off, uh, or do they bite off more than they can chew with Annapolis, or will they get the week one win? I think both programs are kind of in a rebuilding mode. I always felt that the Yale kids uh, were big and physical, and I think they'll uh, they'll run the ball uh, down the throats of Annapolis, and I pick Yale Bulldogs here. Yeah, uh, I I agree with you, Coach Glodich. I'm high on Yale. I really like what they've been doing, and I said it in our preview. Don't be surprised if the Yale Bulldogs are playing postseason football this year, and it starts with one of their must-win games against Annapolis. Dennis Stuckey, what do you think? I like Jakubiak. I like saying Jakubiak. We're going to say Jakubiak a lot this year. He's the quarterback at Yale. Bulldogs win in week one. 71% of the people agree they are taking Yale as well. Clean sweep for the Bulldogs. Our final BWAC only game, the Pioneers of Cross Lex with all the hype after last year. They did lose some big guns with Jake Townsend, Sage Slant, Kirk Wilson, Matt Lyons, just to name a few, but they bring a lot back and they're traveling west to take on Saginaw Swan Valley. I'll get us started. I think it might take a little bit to get them going. I know that they have the talent to do so. It might be a slow first quarter. It won't be a slow second half. Cross Lex ends up running away with this one. Give me the Pioneers at Swan Valley. Ron Glodich, Pioneers, can they do it on the road? I think Swan Valley just has too much of a playoff history. Ten straight years in the playoffs, averaging 8.4 wins a game. Crosslux is a very talented uh, group with a great coaching staff, but I think Swan Valley at home is going to be a tough, tough team to win. Mike Sheridan just put that on big poster boards, and he's going to use anything <laughs> he can as as motivation. Dennis Stuckey, break the tie between uh, us. Well, I'm a I'm a big Gavin Espinosa fan, and this is a chance for him right out of the gate to make a name for himself and get everybody to stop talking about Townsend. It's Espinosa's team. 
Crosslex wins. And it's somehow we always mention Belly Grappy second when we talk about yeah, Crosslex. You, 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 you can't hurt yourself giving the ball to Belly. Uh, by the way, the people, one of the more overwhelming decisions, 96% on the Pioneers in this one, the people taking Crosslex. Let's go to the Catholic League for a minute. Friday night, Cardinal Mooney takes on Parkway Christian down in Roseville. Neutral site game for the Cardinals. Dennis Stuckey, you were the voice of Cardinal Mooney football last year. Do they start 1-0 this year? Yeah, I had a lot of fun following Mooney last year. They've got Hazen later back in the backfield. Everhart at quarterback. Still has Ryan Trombley to throw the ball to. There's a lot of other kids who we don't talk about. They do the little things. Joe Cannell's got a good program going at Mooney. Mooney beats Parkway Christian to open the season. Ron Glodich, what happens in this Catholic League matchup? I agree with Dennis. I think Mooney's really got the, the tide turned and doing some nice things there. A little inside information. They might be running a little mean Marine City offense. Not a lot of it, but maybe a little bit of it. And uh, regardless, I think they're talented enough to win this one easily. They have the talent. They have the coaching. And, yeah, I, I've said it before. I like how Joe Cannell can morph and change his offense to what's needed. And they have enough running backs. Yeah, if you see a little wing tee, that won't hurt them as at all. The people – by the way, in this matchup, 87% on Cardinal Mooney. Now, let's get into three of the, or excuse me, before we get into that, let's go to the Port Huron area schools, putting the cart before the horse. Port Huron Northern welcomes in Lakeshore. We won't be there, but our friend John Lozano making his broadcasting debut on EBW-TV should be a lot of fun. A 7-0 game from a year ago. Lakeshore has a new coach. I'll get us started. There will be a point in this game, Dennis, in the second half where there are Husky fans saying, are we losing to Lakeshore? Are we going to go 0-1? Their defense will tighten it up. They will do enough to win. I think Lakeshore, from what people have been telling me, have some weapons. But Northern grinds out a win in a weird score. Give me like 18-12 to 12 or something weird <laughs> like that. Ron Glodich, what happens at Memorial on Thursday night? Yeah, I, I fear a little bit uh, the transients of the, of the Lake schools down there. One year you have a good team, one year you don't. But I feel that uh, Port Huron Northern's coaching staff is going to pull them out in the fourth quarter, and I'm going with Port Huron Northern. Dennis Stuckey. Port Huron Northern does not blow teams out, but they win games. Northern wins this game. And the people seem to agree Port Huron Northern has won 100% of the votes. A clean sweep, not just with us, but with everyone who participated. Now to the other Port Huron area school team, the Port Huron High Big Reds might have one of the toughest week one matchups in the state. They travel to Ann Arbor to take on Grand Rapids Catholic Central and the Big House. Ron Glodich, get us started. This is a big test week one, a Grand Rapids Catholic Central team that has not lost in 37 games has not lost to a team in Michigan with any kids in their high school that are currently there. Yeah, Grand Rapids uh, Catholic Central, 14 straight playoff appearances, averaging almost 13 wins a game. They got something good going on there. Uh, the Big Reds would have to keep that offense off the field, but I don't think they can do that for four quarters. I'm going with Grand Rapids. Dennis Stuckey, you'll be on the call this one. 3.30 kickoff, 3.10 pregame on Friday afternoon. I get stuck on sports.com. Can the Big Reds shock the state, or is GRCC just going to add to that win total? Well, if they shock the state, uh, it'll give me a loss in the picks because I'm going with the team that's won 37 straight games and three straight state championships. Yeah, we I think we all love the Big Reds on this podcast, but 
it's yeah, it's one of the best teams in the state regardless of division. I love that they test themselves. I think they might score some points. They might get a few long touchdowns, but I just don't know if they're going to be able to keep, like you said, Coach, uh, GRCC off the scoreboard. Now, let's go to Walt Braun Viking Stadium. Coach, two teams you are very familiar with, Marysville and Almont. A game that will be played in 1910 football rules. A pass will not be thrown. Who do you have between the Vikings and the Raiders? The first ever meeting between these two schools, mind you. Yeah. Elmont has such a, uh, an aggressive offense and such a disciplined offense, and it's been run for years, and it's a coaching staff that knows all the different twists and turns that defenses are going to do to it. So I think Elmont's offense is just going to be overwhelming, and I pick Elmont. I'll take the next one, Marysville and Elmont. Again, I think this will be closer than you think. I think this is within two scores, but I think Almont ultimately gets it done. I think Marysville has a good showing, but I don't think they get it done. By the way, I didn't give the people's pick for GRCC. Uh, they are overwhelmingly picking Grand Rapids Catholic Central. You have 96% of the votes taking GRCC. Dennis Stuckey, you're on the call for this one. This is Thursday night and at Walt Braun Stadium. Who do you think wins this game and why? Halftime may take longer than any quarter in this game. <laughs> These two teams are going to run it down each other's throat. Elmont's just a little bit better at that right now than Marysville is. I'm going to take the Raiders. This has been one of the closest split games. 62% of the people on Elmont, so the people with us with the Raiders as well. St. Clair travels to John Coker Field in a rivalry, a heated, bad blood matchup between the Saints and Richmond. Dennis Stuckey, you start us off. Who wins this game between two unknowns? Well, I almost had to get a quarter out and flip. I'm, I'm just so back and forth on this game. Ultimately, for, for these two reasons, Benetti has the experience from last year. Richmond's the home team. I'll take the Blue Devils by a point. Ron Glodich, Richmond, St. Clair, who comes out on top. I think we're going to have a four-quarter war here, and uh, whenever we played uh, Richmond, uh, from my experience at Marine City, their wrestling program was always a factor, and I think in the trenches that's going to be the difference, and I see Richmond pulling this out in the fourth quarter. Dennis, I agree with a lot of you said, by the way, I'm on the call this one, 6.30 on Thursday night from John Coker Field in Richmond, Michigan, uh, kickoff at 7.00. And you hit the nail on the head. I think Bonetti's experience from last year gives him just a little edge where maybe it takes Peyton Ellis a quarter or two to settle in. Bonetti might take him just a drive or two. And I think that might be the difference. This one might be a race to 21. I think Richmond has the horses to get there quicker. We have a disagreement. The people are picking 63% on St. Clair for this one. They are taking the Saints from a year ago. And finally... Our last game on the slate, the Armada Tigers, for the first time since 1978, take on the Marine City Mariners. Ron Glodich, what will your Mariners do in week one? Mariners are going to have to come with all guns blaring. They're, they're going to have their hands full. Very impressed with Armada. Watch their film, uh, their scrimmage film. Very disciplined, very aggressive. Uh, and if Marine City's not uh, fully engaged in this game, it could be a similar uh, to us in 2012 when Richmond got us in the opener. Uh, I do pick Marine City, but I, I have to give them a little slap in the face and say, boys, you better come ready to play. Dennis Stuckey. Marine City Mariners never let me down. 
I pick them every week, and I have an atrociously good record <laughs> picking the Mariners. I'm going to stick with Marine City. I do like Armada. You know, I'm a big Armada fan. was a big uh, supporter of what they were doing last year. I think that program's headed in the right direction. But this is Marine City. This is East China Stadium. And this is what the Mariners do to people. They win. I will not break the trend of picking Marine City. Although, I can see a pathway to victory for Armada. You know what they're going to do. And the defense is the question mark. And you know they're using that as motivation down in Marine City. Hey, you have to replace these guys. They talked about forging a new identity. And I think they can do that. But they're going to have a tough test. They're going to need to force Armada to throw it. But Marine City's offense will just be too potent. They will score enough. Give me the Mariners. And 100% of the people are on Marine City as well. So that's it for the picks. Coach Glodich, thank you so much for joining us. It's it's always fun. Football's back, Dennis. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, real quickly, again, just to kind of go through it, uh, Grand Rapids, Catholic Central, Port Huron. We all took Grand Rapids, Catholic Central. Uh, we all took Port Huron Northern to beat Lakeshore. We all took Elmont against Marysville. We all took Richmond against St. Clair, the, which surprises me right. a little bit. Which And the people disagreed with that one. That was the only big disagreement we had there. We all agree on Marine City. Um, Ron took Swan Valley while we went with Croslex. Uh, so that's an opportunity for him to gain a game on us <laughs> or slip a game back. Brady went off the reservation and took Emily City while we took uh, Hazel Park. So there's an opportunity for Brady to do some damage. And then we were all uh, agreeing on uh, Yale, Ubley, and Cardinal Mooney to win in week one. All right. Uh, Ron Glodich, your book, A Run to the River, will be out at some point soon. And I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a must-have for anyone in the area. Yeah, if you're interested, ronglodish.com uh, will get you to a launch page where you're able to sign up for an early release. Uh, the book basically uh, describes the evolution of the program. We modeled it a lot after the Marysville Vikings. We lost to Marysville 10 straight years, and we had to figure out a way to beat them, and it kind of describes how we got there. And then it also describes a little bit about the 2013 season, uh, our run to the state championship and that one. And I try to uh, incorporate as much humor as I can between the coaches and the players and the fans. Um, hopefully you'll enjoy it. All right, Dennis, do you want to remind everyone one more time what our broadcast schedule is for this week? All right, so on Thursday, I'll be at Marysville. Marysville hosting uh, Elmont. We'll get on the air about 640, while Brady will uh, be uh, over in Richmond for that Richmond-St. Clair game, about a 630 pregame for Brady. He's got more interviews to do. And I uh, talk longer. You, you do talk a lot more than I do. Then on Friday, uh, I'll head down to uh, Ann Arbor for the Big Reds game against Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Look for me around 3.10 in the afternoon because we're expecting a 3.30 kickoff. Uh, and then you can catch Brady in the evening. He'll be at East China Stadium. Marine City and Armada is the game. Originally, we had a Saturday game on our schedule, but the Mooney game has been moved to Friday. So, we are so not no Mooney game on Saturday. All right, that should do it. Anything else before we send it home, Dennis? Again, Coach, thank you so much for coming on. Pleasure to be here, guys. Honored to be here. Doors always open. You can just come in anytime you want. Great. Will do. <laughs> All right, and uh, Brady and I will have immediate reactions on uh, Friday from Thursday's games. Yeah, so thir yeah, it'll be out Friday morning. We'll record it Thursday night, and we'll talk about the Friday games on Monday's podcast. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.